This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of When Spirit Calls. Today we have a guest with us who is going to talk to us all about Ayurveda. Kendra Irving is an Ayurvedic health counselor, a certified wellness coach, a professional kinesiologist, and the host of the Happy Body Summit. She has been in the wellness industry for 23 years, and she founded Living Light Ayurveda in the fall of 2015. Her zone of genius is in guiding high-performing humans to heal themselves through body type nutrition and lifestyle programs. Kendra is also a best-selling author, a speaker, and has contributed to numerous wellness newsletters and magazines. She confidently knows her life's purpose is to help Mama Earth heal by raising consciousness in humanity and helping her brothers and sisters remember the truth about who they really are. She's speaking my language. Please help me to welcome Kendra. Ah, hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you are with us again today. You've just learned a little bit about my guest today, Kendra. And, you know, I I want to talk about Ayurveda today because I think that this is something that a lot of us don't know a lot about. And I feel like this is a space in my life that can really change. Uh, and I want to give just a little example to kind of get us going. Kendra, the other morning, I had butternut squash soup for breakfast. Now, <laughs> that's crazy, but that's what my body told me I wanted. And mm-hmm. I think we can speak to that as we go through a conversation today. But, yeah. um, you know, it really ties into what our bodies are needing and different times of the year and all these things. So I still am such a newbie to all of this. I can't wait to learn from you. But I would love for you to start us off by telling us a little bit about your journey. How did you find Ayurveda? Like, what brought you to that path? Because I'm really curious. Well, can I go back as far as six years old? Is that cool? Yeah, of course. You can go, <laughs> you can go other lifetimes if you want to. <laughs> well, how much time do we have? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's funny because when I was asked this question before, I would often start in my 20s. But then I was like, something kept telling me, like my intuition kept telling me it started earlier than that for you. And I'm a firm believer in going back to roots. And that's what the system of Ayurveda is all about is root cause and and understanding things from the root up in order to uncover the truth. So really my story about Ayurveda, how I found it, it actually found me at the same time. And it was very much, uh, it's it's been a, a spiritual journey for me. And I would say, even though I didn't recognize it was happening at age six, it, it, that's to me, my earliest memory of when I connected with something that was greater than me. Uh Um, And so when I was six, I was in um, what I call a car incident. There was no injuries or anything, but our our car basically had, we've been traveling along a highway that was sort of a, um, there was another highway being built at that time. So they built an alternate road and this road did not have guardrails. And we're in an old kind of jalopy vehicle like an old sports car um that didn't have very good brakes so what happened on this highway um was we were traveling along and my mom goes to push on the brakes and they're not 
it's not engaging. They aren't Ooh. stopping. And so we're going at a pretty decent uh, clip. And my sister's in the back seat with me. And we're sitting in, it's not bucket seats like we have now. It's like the bench seats with like <laughs> the seat belts that only go across your lap kind of right. thing. It was that old. Uh, so my mom goes to push on the brakes, doesn't happen. We end up doing a 180 and our car slides towards the edge of this cliff. So not only did it not have guardrails, but it was a cliffside road. Oh my God. And not only was it a cliff, but at the end of this cliff was a freezing cold lake. So we are literally like inches away from the edge. And I can just remember my mom telling me, um, you need to get your sister to the front so we can offset some of the weight. You guys need to go to the um, passenger side uh, so that we could sort of equate between me and my four-year-old sister at the time. We would have had enough weight to be sort of equal on each side. My mom's a fairly thin woman. So she told us to get out of the vehicle on the count of three. We would open open the car door quite slowly at the same time for the driver um, me on the passenger side with my sister so we did and we got out safely thank god and I wouldn't have known in that moment that that would have catalyzed a lot of my experiences in life and a lot of things that drove me on an inner level but at that moment a lot of what was going through my mind was I better get this right or my whole family's going to die and it's going to be my fault it's a lot of and I can just remember too, like, oh, I'm like, I don't want my life to be cut short because I have something to do here on this earth. And I was, I was deathly scared of dying, but I didn't know that at the time, which I understand now is because later on in life, I had these similar fears and the fears more so were, were connected with, I don't want to die before my time or before I live my true potential. Yeah. So when I think that, you know, Angel showed up for us, I would have to say was in the moment in that car in the dark with my mom and my sister. And so as I carried on through life, um, I had this sort of, you know, live out loud, you only live once sort of thing. And I was excited to turn seven for Pete's sake, like, <laughs> and then and then I turned eight, I'm like, Oh, my God, I made it to eight years old. And then I turned double digit. And it was it was a huge deal to me. Every year, I would do this without really understanding why I was so like connected to birthdays and it was because it reminded me of the fact that I was alive and that I could not have been so fast forward into my 20s I do all the things that I should do um get married go to university have kids all the shoulds right and I remember kind of driving here's another car example one day and I'm just like it's not something is not right like you're just it doesn't feel right about your your life and you're going through all these kind of changes I was seeing the symptoms show up in me physically I had um like skin rashes eczema um I was starting to feel a lot of overwhelm and to the point where I was going to see counseling which what turned out to be like the best decision I ever made um because I think it was in that point when I decided to be really humble and get quiet with myself that I made a really good decision for me even though before I would have said, oh, people that go to counseling are like they have to and they can't handle their, their problems on their own. I was in that, I was that person <laughs> that thought that. And then I went and I was like, oh, hang on a second. It's actually a sign of strength to go, yeah. right? And it wasn't until I was in that, that position that that changed for me. And I think why it had impacted me so much was because when that had happened for me at six and I carried it through me in life and I actually lived a fear-based life not sure what was going to take me out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so in that, 
in that time when I decided that the life that I was, was living was not my true potential, more so what I should have done, what they told me in, in high school that I should have done, there was something more to it. And my intuition was calling yet again. And I would say that was another time when I felt like I was being guided, even though I didn't connect with it at that point. Um, and it wasn't until I slowed down and really got humble with myself and said, are you really living your truth? Um, and the answer to me was no. And that was a hard admission to make. Yeah. And I think it was when I started, when I asked those tough questions, uh, the answers weren't always what I wanted to hear, but what they were, what I needed to hear at the time. Right. So then that's getting that in that space of vulnerability. Um, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I definitely got some lessons. So in that calling, I was, I was living a really like seemingly great life. I was married. I, you know, was having kids and, and, um, I had a great career. Everything on the surface seemed like it was like beautiful. And people kept saying, Oh, I love your and your husband's relationship. You guys are so awesome and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of funny how, what we, we tend to judge and compare ourselves to what we think is reality for someone else, but it wasn't, it wasn't my truth. And I think it was eating at me and my body was telling me that something wasn't right, even though my brain was trying to rationalize that it was. So in that humbling moment, it was when I was asking those questions, the truth started to sort of reveal itself and I started to be more open to signs. Okay, if this isn't the path for me, what is? And then when I started asking those questions and being open to that, the signs kept coming. Mm. Um, and then after I was doing my, um, my kinesiology thing, I found another point, I would say like a reckoning this time. It was the only time that brought me to my knees and tears. And I was like, what do I need to do? Like, okay, I'm yours. Tell me I need guidance. I need something more than because I can't do this by myself. I can't, I'm tired. So I think it was in that point when, when it was like, well, are you're doing something that looks great and, and you love and it's and it's you know people are getting be better and they're healing but there's something you know in your your heart space is actually more so um what your calling is and what your purpose was and so when I connected with that okay like what's what is my purpose why in the heck am I here am I just another cog in the wheel supporting some system that I didn't necessarily agree with but didn't understand as well yeah. and I was like no I can't be another cog in the wheel I'm something more than that I, I don't think I was born for that I was born for other things so then I found wellness and it was like it kind of started out as a whisper you know, in the whispers, you can't hear very much because your ego is like, blah, 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 work, do this, do all these things and buy all the stuff and invest and, in, you know, all that stuff that speaks yeah. to you loudly and it overpowers the still small voice of your soul. It was only when I got that, that sense of quietude that I actually really understood it. And it was wellness, Kendra, wellness, wellness. And it got louder. And it was like that kid that's like getting ignored and it tugs on your parents. It's like, mom, wellness. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll do wellness. So I started looking into it. I found a wellness coaching program and it was in that program that I found Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. So they had asked us to actually do a book report. And I started reading a book called Perfect Health by Deepak Chopra. And when I say that name, everyone's like, oh, I know who Deepak Chopra is, or they've read the book themselves. But it, that was another point when I was just like, I'm going through this book 
and it's like I'm leaping through it and then my eyes start bugging out of my head and I'm like oh my god why don't more people know about this this is like the root cause get down to the truth and the true potential of who you are system why is this like why am I the only one that knows about this stuff it seems so then I started getting on my soapbox and Ayurveda Ayurveda is oh it's the bomb I'm a pitta I'm a pitta and just started talking about doshas and incorporated into my coaching and I was doing it so much. I'm like, you know what? Might as well get certified. So I got certified. I um, had a trip to India. I went to uh, New Mexico. I did some training there. And then things just fell into place easily. I'm like, I never knew it could be this easy when you connected with your spirit. Yeah. I never knew it could be this easy and have this flow. I'd heard about other people that kind of found their jam and their flow and ease. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. It's kind of cool. Uh, so that's that's kind of my story about like how how those those history and that roots really led up to me um, finding that 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 love that I have for Ayurveda and that continues to grow every day because the more that I learn about myself and the truth about who I am, body, mind, and spirit, the easier things feel. And when shit hits the fan and it's not easy for me, I can still go back to, okay, well, what is the truth about you and who you truly are? And how do you live in alignment? I, so love, I love this so much. And I love that you keep bringing up this aspect of inner truth, because I think that we're all on this journey of discovering deeper truths within ourselves. And a lot of times we get stuck there because we are living someone else's truth or what we think other people think we should be living, you know, and I did the same thing, you know, got married, had kids do what you should do and realize that that is so outside of what I really desired. And so mm. I think, you know, if we do go back to you being six years old and having that experience, which, you know, I got chills through my body as you were telling it, I'm imagining the car on the edge and tipping a little bit to go over this cliff. And you guys are like trying to jump out of this car and what that would have done, because that was around the time I was around five, six years old when I had my near death, where I choked and actually went unresponsive and had an out of body. And I came back very much the same as you in the sense of, I, I want to live because I have so much I need to do. And mm. I really felt like there was this bigger picture and I, and I saw it with my own eyes at that age. And it, so even though we didn't understand it, we knew there was so much more, but then we get put back into the systems and the conditioning. And I'm not dissing yeah. the world and the way it works necessarily. You know, I think it serves a purpose, but I think that we so much want to put people in boxes and labels and say, mm. you belong in here and you belong in here. And now there's this opportunity for us to really be talking about, well, what is your truth and encouraging our children to find that within themselves, to learn to communicate and develop relationship within themselves. Mm. It's not meant to be an extrinsic process. It is intrinsic, but yet we live in a world that really focuses our energy on the extrinsic yes yeah I was it's funny because when I was dri driving my daughters to school today I was, I was thinking of that exact same thing about how it's like you can fix all the things on the extrinsic and you can get all the surgeries and and the makeup and all the clothes and everything 
that will dress this vessel, but that really is just the, the outside and that focus is really like a billion dollar industry when they have people looking after and trying to fix the external thing. But then there's, what about the inside? That's actually where it all sits because this, this shirt at the end of the day, just dresses a body that house houses the vest or the vessel, the soul, um, that really is here to do that work of understanding what it's, what it's meaning is and what, what truth is, what it feels like to embody joy and the understanding with Ayurveda is like, this idea of sat, chit, and ananda. So honesty, truth, and, and bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all those, that's, that is encapsulated in this vessel. This is just something that is basically like, it's a vehicle. It's a car that gets me to <laughs> school yes. and that kind of thing, right? Or to the gym and back or to wherever it is. But at the end of the day, when it's just, when the focus and the conditioning is all about like, how do we go after these extrinsic factors? it misses the internal which is where it all comes from yeah yeah and that's I think why I'm so drawn to Ayurveda and what you're doing because it allows us to allow that inward journey be part of our extrinsic experience so what I mean by that is that when we're feeding our body what the body is desiring truly and being honest about that then all of a sudden then we can shine more brightly outwardly in the world and we can show up in a different way in the world. So, you know, with this whole concept kind of coming to the surface, I want to talk about like that embodiment piece and like allowing ourselves to connect with who our physical form, I guess you can call it. Mm. And Ayurveda tends to like lean on that, doesn't it? It really dials into this aspect of, you know, every body is different. And so understanding the body and what it really needs versus what the blanket need is right. Um, That is where we really start to separate it. So can you tell us, tell us what, what is Ayurveda and what, like, what do we, what are the basics that we need to know about it? Well, Ayurveda actually leans on, on the body and the body is actually really just, again, it's, it's a tool essentially, because the the real purpose essentially of it is for us to get to this level of sattva and sattva is really, um, an understanding of, um, this idea that there is no birth and life cycle when you've liberated your soul. So once we kind of we achieve that and we understand that we're actually this this continuous energy, Ayurveda supports that. When I say to people, and I'll and I'll tell you a very life example of that, I would talk about the spiritual side of Ayurveda, which is actually where we we see this expansion and this idea of rising up and enlightenment and ultimately freedom. The soul liberation yeah. is what we call moksha. Um, when I would talk about that, it would be like crickets, <laughs> like people would just fly the concept of fly over people's head because most people aren't in tune with their spiritual side. Why? Because we've been conditioned to yeah. focus on the extrinsic, right? So many people are operating on that layer of I am who I am based on the body, based on, on the, how I show up in this physical body without realizing there are different layers to us, um, so to understand and connect with your body is sort of what we would call the first step. Yeah. So in, in Ayurveda, many people, when I say the word Ayurveda, they don't connect with that as much as, oh, that's body types and doshas and vata, pitta, kapha. It's like, yes, as a tool, it, that's part of how we uh, come to understand how it ultimately functions. 
So typically when I, when I talk about Ayurveda, which is literally translates to life science, it's the world's oldest wellness system. So it is the OG before anything ever existed. Ayurveda was there. It's old as dirt. So in order to understand um, how we show up in the world, we, most of us identify on the physical plane. So on the physical plane, I see my body. I've got like, you know, I don't even know this is brown hair, <laughs> like dark, brown, dark blonde, it was copper before. <laughs> anyway, so I've got, so I've got hair, I've got skin, I've got like pink, rosy undertone, you know, hands, my hands are square palms, my tongue is a little bit, um, it's red and it's got a line down the center. There we go. I'm showing everyone my tongue. There's a reason why it's because we look at the physical ent- entity of a person and we look at the interior because those will give us um, the, the physical signs of how much of our body is nature. So mm-hmm. in nature, we have the five elements, air, space, fire, water, earth. So I, I think everyone would be in agreement with that, that those are the only five elements that exist. So if that's true, okay, step two, do you believe that you come from nature? And if the answer is yes, then it stands to reason that the only thing that you can be made up of is the same five elements, air, space, fire, water, earth. All right. So those who are listening to this as well, if you're with me so far, then that means that your body is composed of those five elements. So those five elements look differently in other people. Otherwise we wouldn't have 8 billion different looking people on the planet. Some of us will have, as I showed you my tongue as well, a tongue with a line down the center. Some will have a square tongue. Some will have a big tongue. Some will have scallops on their tongue or cracks or whatever it might be. That's just one sign of the expression of the elements in your body. So how does that work? Okay, well, if we've got fire in nature, fire has qualities or what we would call gunas. So giving you all these beautiful, fancy terms. Gunas are qualities that have opposites as well. So let's use fire as an example. Fire is hot and sharp. It has many other qualities, but we'll use those too. So fire is hot and sharp. There are opposites in nature, such as we have a north, a south, an east, a west, a night, a day. Yeah. Um, there are opposites to these qualities. So hot's opposite would be cold. And then sharp's opposite would be dull. So what is it most of us are wanting to pursue in our life in terms of understanding who we are and this ultimate achievement of Um, a peace and harmony many of us say what we want more of in our lives is to be happy and to have bliss and to just be at ease and at peace and we just want inner peace right yeah (laughs) Um, and so how do we achieve that well if we've got too much hot and we add more hot to it all the time there's no peace there it's just a raging bonfire but then if we have too much cold and we add more cold qualities to that then we have people that are, are frigid or they're experiencing that within their body But what happens is when you add, say, that cold quality to the hot, what do you get? Warm. You have warm. You have your center. So we have hot over here, cold over here. When you bring the two together, you have the center, which is what the nerds would call homeostasis. What most of us call is we're looking for the sense of balance. Uh, And in Ayurveda, we call it the sense of harmony. You're either disharmonious or you're harmonious. So what creates harmony is, in fact, the opposite quality. So what does that look like on a daily basis? Hot. Hot can look like um, inflammation within the body. So things like arthritis, um, cystitis, anything within the guts that causes inflammation, 
something that shows up on your skin as heat. Um, it can be infection as well. Uh, uh, flushed cheeks, for example, if someone gets angry or they're frustrated or over competitive, even if they work a lot and they're, they self-identify as workaholics, mm. that's an excess of that serious, intense passion that is fire. Yeah. Those are, that's hot mobile qualities. So the way that we, because that exists in nature, there's also the remedy. We may have a, a challenge that happens in nature, but nature also provides us with a remedy. Mm. So that remedy is, and we've got too much, too much of these hot qualities happening within our body, flushed cheeks, for example, um, as a result of being heated up. How do we treat that? We go to the cold qualities. Okay, so we need to cool someone with a lot of heat in their body down. So what do we turn to? We turn to soothing foods and lifestyle practices that do that. Because after all, we are actually, our bodies are a culmination of all five sense experiences through our taste, touch, smell, um, sound, and sight. Yeah, I think I got all five of them. So we are a culmination of that. So literally everything that we experience from the sound of my voice, it's going to be different than the sound of your voice versus I have a white background. So you see that differently. You have a colorful background. Um, so all of that is being processed and understood in our body. It has to be because then we make sense of it. Oh, I understand her background is white versus colorful. Um, so the same thing with food is our body interprets that when we ingest something that's cooling and soothing so that it can quell the fire and bring us back to that sense of harmony. So some people think that they can just eat their way to health. It is a big thing. You can actually create a lot of change through the taste sense, but there are four other senses that are missing and could often create imbalances if they aren't honored. Yes. So it's the knowledge of the, of the, um, of the heat in the body and understanding, Hey, I'm predisposed to heating conditions what helps me okay well what's the opposite of hot cool i need to bring soothing things in so then i'll go to my fridge grab some aloe vera and then that will help to quell um excess fire that i have within my body so anyway i'll come up for air and let you talk now <laughs> well, yeah no i find it so intriguing and like i would say that i probably run hot a lot of times you know i'm an over overachiever going all the time, busy, busy, busy. I've also, I'm an Aries as well, you know, so that plays into that. Um, and, and I do find myself looking for carbs quite a bit. So I don't know if that mm. actually is a natural tendency of like being in that fire zone and needing fuel for that. If the carbs actually add to that fire or if I look at the bigger picture, you know, maybe there's other things out there for, for me to eat. I just think there's so much to learn with all of this. And yeah. I, you know, I, the more that I uncover, the more questions I of course have, which we don't have time to go into today, but if somebody like wants to lean into Ayurveda, what are some of the things that they can do to just help themselves in the process? Well, the first thing that I tell people is, is if they're wanting to know more about their bodies as well, I mean, without even in going into it, the, the second step, which I'll tell you, is just more so to, to get quiet and tune in and listen to what your body wants, as opposed to some system that says you should eat this, this, this time, this time, this time, right. or some diet plan or whatever, yeah. listen to what your body wants first. Um, so that's well and good. A lot of people are sort of aware of that concept. Um, but it, it, it's not necessarily uh, more Ayurvedic because 
that concept was there before I even started talking about Ayurveda today, right? Yeah. So if it, but Ayurveda is, is a lot about reconnecting with your body and understanding what it wants. If a person were to lean more on the Ayurvedic side, so life science, and they wanted to bring more their body types into it, we need clarity. So the first step to clarity is, is understanding body types. Many people will come to me having already completed something like a dosha quiz. Okay, I took this dosha quiz online, took me five minutes, told me I was Vada, now what? <laughs> what do I do with that? Yeah. I have this knowledge and many of us will do that. We'll seek out a bunch of different things, but then the action steps after that are kind of missing. So it's great that they have more of an, an idea of where they're at, but it's really just to get that clarity. How much of my body is air and, and space? How much is fire and how much is earth and water? Um, so really just diving into that and reconnecting with what your, your true nature of your body is, is one huge step that you can yeah. take. In fact, it's the first one I did in the perfect health book. There was a dosha quiz in there. It helped me to understand, uh, my body type. I will say that lightly because I went on for a few years thinking I was just all dominant pitta. And I kind of avoided the, the Vata part of it until I went to India and they're like, oh, you're actually dual dosha. You're Pitta Vata. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm dual dosha, although I tend to, some days I'm a little bit more Vata, some days Pitta. Mm-hmm. Predominantly though, by a, by a hair, um, it's more fire type. Mm-hmm. So what happened was in that time I took that quiz, I was like, oh, it's, I'm all fire type. I need to, to do these actions and everything to create balance within my body. But what happened was I was doing too much of that and it wasn't honoring the, the, the space that I needed within my body or the wind that was predominant there. So I was actually creating more problems than I was solving. So the next step would be if someone truly wants to like go straight to like, let's, let's do this and start actually living more in alignment with the truth about who I am and what my body is. Um, then I recommend for them to do a formal assessment. That's the best way by far cuts out a lot of time yeah, and a lot of time and money actually. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And so they can come to someone like you that can help them to do that, to make sure that they're yeah. Doing it properly. Yeah. Yeah. They can come to me. They can, there's, there's others that, uh, do this kind of work as well. So if they don't resonate with me, they don't like my style or there's just no connection. That's fine because it has to be harmonious for them in terms of the decision yeah right but yeah get objective um help or assistance along the way because that's ultimately going to give you the truth about how much of me is fire how much of me is air and where am I imbalancing and what do I need to look at right away to create harmony I love that because I think we we're really good at lying to ourselves aren't we like I'm really good at convincing myself and justifying behaviors you know, if I want to eat that candy, cause I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, I deserve it, you know, or whatever the reason <laughs> is, you know, um, yeah. even though my body is actually, maybe my brain is saying, yeah, give me the sugar, but my body's actually saying, don't do it. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, your first step was like, okay, really listen into the body, but even that we have a hard time with, so we can call it intuitive eating, you know, whatever that process is for you. But I think that it really helps to have somebody to come in and like you said, give a little bit more of that objective, you know, opinion about where you're at so that you can allow yourself to get a little bit more honest with yourself. And I think that's really, really important. You know, it's, it sounds to me, you know, 
uh, I can tell that you're so passionate about this and, you know, we could do like hours, hour long segments on Ayurveda, but we got a little bit of a taste of it, which I think was really powerful. And what I want to go back to, of course, is how spirit called you from such a young age to say, there's more to this, there's more to this. And that carried you through even into your adulthood and even recognizing when, you know, your life path was a bit out of alignment and you weren't really living your truth. And Mm. I want that to kind of be the theme of today is like, what is your truth? And as we say that, I also remind people that my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. We're all in different phases of our own recognition of our truths. And I think that this is like an everlasting experience. Like we're always discovering deeper aspects of our truth. But I do believe that if we allow ourselves to lean in and lean in and lean in a little bit more, a little bit more, allowing ourselves to reach out beyond what we think too, and see what else is out there. So that piece of curiosity is an important part of the truth discovery. So we could go inward all we want. And of course we encourage that as being a primary focus. However, I think that there's still so much for us to receive in terms of wisdom and insight and value from these ancient ancient you know sciences that exist out there that have for you know for many been lost or forgotten about so the invitation to our listeners today is to find that inner truth to go a little bit deeper than you would yesterday a little bit deeper today a little bit deeper the next day and one of the ways that we can come into that deeper truth is to understand different aspects of our wellness Yes. And that's where Ayurveda really comes in to give us this understanding so that we do have a little bit of that, uh, I'll call it structure, you know, and maybe even energetic structure that allows us to move freely within this beautiful three dimensional world we live in, but allows us to also come safely back home and ensuring that we are honoring this vessel, this vehicle that you, you know, talk about is the body to really honor it. You know, I think a lot of us reject our body and, Mm -hmm. you know, we give our body such a hard time, like, Oh, come on, can't you do that thing? Or why are you sore? And, you know, and yet we don't mother our own bodies. Mm. And this, this has come up in a few conversations I've had even the last couple of weeks of like this idea of mothering our own bodies. And so as you mother your own body, you then uncover these deeper truths of yourself and needs that maybe have been pushed away or pushed down for a long time. And I do believe that Ayurveda is a way to mother our bodies. I mean, I've never felt more cradled with a system and, and safe with a system and confident because what else is there besides truth, essentially? Um, it, it really helps us to lay a strong foundation for who we are. It helps us to honor the non-negotiables. And when people say like, oh, is this like, is this a system that like, of like self-care and luxury? And do I do these baths and I do all these things? It's like, no, it's actually a system that goes back to your non-negotiable foundational layers of how you take care of your body. Because if you don't take care of your body, then you can't have a soul that's taken care of because you're not giving it a really good vehicle 
to, to move around in this life with is, so I, I think that like, by not understanding our truths, and sometimes this will hit people square between the eyebrows, by not understanding that the truth about who we really are, it actually undermines our true potential. Mm-hmm. And so if we're undermining our true potential, how much of a true life are we living? And how much are we holding back from ourselves? If we're holding it back from ourselves, we're holding it back from the people that we love the most as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And this is while it gives the foundation and the, and the support and it helps because it's the world's oldest wellness system and everything. It's really put into place to set us up to succeed. Yeah. The current system that we're in right now does not set us up to succeed. It's a, it sets us up to, to fail. And I know there are a lot of people that are out there that agree with me is the system that we have right now working for us. Right. Yeah. And if you can answer no, then we need to do something different. How about going back and recognizing that we have an innate capacity to heal? You're actually born with way more equipment to heal yourself. And you have the power to heal yourself much more than you've been led to believe. Yeah. And so, yeah. So if that's, if that's the case as well, if you have this body that you're walking around in and, and your soul is living in there, that spiritual component is really at the end of the day, what this is about. The system of Ayurveda just supports you being able to connect with that. It makes it a heck of a lot easier for us to connect with our souls and the truth about who we really are. You know, I, you are really speaking to my heart today and, you know, I've wanted you to come on the show for a long time. I'm so glad that you finally did because you know what I'm hearing from my body. They're like, mediocre is not going to cut it anymore. And Mm. I think that, and I'm going to get emotional because I think that I have been making excuses because, oh, well, this is what they sell in the grocery stores. And this is what my parents made. And this is easy. And I don't have the capacity to do this thing and that thing. But I also know that my body is telling me I'm, I'm more tired. You know, I've been having to fight off I've fought off COVID twice. I'm sure I had it a third time and like feeling that exhaustion. And yet I'm still going back to like these old habits. I'm, I'm still, you know, going into the, you know, chocolate chip bag, you know, those sorts of things. And I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to make the excuses anymore because this is what society does. And this is what everyone else does. And I, eat better than most people. So I'm fine because my truth is telling me right now, that's not good enough anymore. And that is not a criticism. I'm not beating myself up over that, but I'm hearing my body yelling at me as we're having this conversation to say, Deanne, you haven't been honest with yourself. So as I say that, and I feel the emotion in that, I think this is a really good time to wrap up. But the invitation again is for you as listeners. Are you hearing what your body is saying to you? Are you allowing that deeper truth to come to the surface? And if you feel like spirit is calling you, we're going to have Kendra's information in the chat. You can go explore her website and go get a get a, a an assessment as well to find out what your dosha is, to find out what foods are best for you. Kendra, any final words to share? Yes. 
um, the, the primordial cause of dis-ease is not what a lot of people think it is. Um, we want to say it's, you know, making all these choices in our life that have, that have led to all of this, but there's actually something that's a lot deeper and it might surprise a few people, but according to the world's oldest wellness system, the primordial cause of disease is actually forgetting our true nature as spirit. Ooh, yes. And from there, that's where we start to start to, um, connect with either our, our, our higher self or our lower self. And our higher self is often the louder voice. So my, my call to those that are listening is to slow down, slow down, get quiet with yourself. And you're going to find that that soul that is hiding behind the corner and that's been afraid to come out is going to finally start peeking around the corner and it's going to start dipping their toe out. And then it's going to finally say, Hey, there's more to this. Yeah. The truth about you is not what you think it might be. Is it time to start learning about who you really are and why you're here? Ooh, it's on the table, my friends. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, um, step in here and I'm going to say, Kendra, as soon as we get off here, I'm going to book in my assessment with you. I'm stepping in and I'm saying it to the world to keep myself accountable. Uh, it's just time. And, uh, you know, I love, I love how you spoke about, you know, the, that, you know, the primordial cause of disease is not remembering. And I talk about remembering, I talk about coming home to ourselves often. And I think this is just the extra tool for the physical side of that process so that we can honor all of the aspects, all of the dimensional <laughs> magnificence that we are. So this has been so much fun. I have loved every second of it. I can feel your passion. I hope our listeners can too. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I hope that you've got something to take away with you and I can't wait to be on next time. So we will see you all then soon. Thank you so much, Kendra, for being on today. My pleasure. In the name of truth, Satnam. Satnam. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.